Welcome back to Super Duperstitious, the paranormal podcast about the science of the strange, supernatural, and otherwise spooky. I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. And we are continuing our series of October special eps with another awesome interview. Yes, and this is a very special one for us because we get to go to a brewery we like. We love and hold dearly in our hearts. Yes, and you may ask yourself, is this really in line with the content we're supposed to be covering, you know, the science and spooky stuff? You may ask yourself, is this just an excuse to really lean into the beer side of things we do on the show? You may tell yourself, these are not my beautiful hosts. You may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful podcast. And so today we're going to interview Earth Eagle. <laughs> so let's jump right into it. <laughs> We've let the days go by. and We're not going to let our format hold us down. <laughs> Get ready. There's some spooky stuff. There's some beer. It's fun. Let's talk to Earth Eagle. A pretty great place in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which everyone should visit, even if they're not in New Hampshire. Absolutely. Make a pilgrimage to yes. New Hampshire for the express purpose of coming here. Have uh, them land the plane just outside. Yes. <laughs> I am Alex from Earth Eagle Brewings. And I'm Sheridan from Earth Eagle Brewings. Excellent. Awesome. So, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, uh, your backgrounds with Earth Eagle and just yourselves in general. All right. Well, Earth Eagle started about uh, seven years ago. I started this with my brother-in-law, Butch, back then. Uh, we started on a little one-barrel system. Uh, my wife and I had uh, opened a homebrew store previous to that about two years earlier, and it kind of spawned the idea of uh, opening a small tap room and brewery, and it's kind of grown over the years into what you see today, which is a 50-seat brew pub with a five-barrel system and a full restaurant, full service. All kinds of service. <laughs> <laughs> They have this small black door in the back of the place. You have to knock a special number of times. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> um, I have to say it has been very fun to be a patron of this place since 2014, I guess, and see it steadily expand out, and it's just so awesome. We both worked in the area since 2014 and really enjoyed coming here as often as possible. Yes, indeed. just littering your tables with our cars. Yeah, we have (laughs) abused our privileges. No, All right, good. (laughs) Yeah, we just need to keep expanding all the weirdos. That's right. Swear the weirdos flock. We will. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, how about yourself? Oh, my name's Sheridan. Um, I've been here (laughs) for about two years. I... Actually, before I even worked here, I studied with Butch, the co-founder's um, partner at the time with herbalism. And then I had been bartending as well and just made kind of the switch to come over here. And it fit really nicely because of the herbalism that I had been studying, plus my cocktail knowledge. How cool is that? turned into a really nice fit. Um, and it's been really cool to grow as the business has and kind of totally. take over more and more elements of this as it's progress so yeah it's awesome. been too fun. cool yeah Man. you mentioned herbalism i think that that's a pretty big uh big part of kind of what goes on here with your beers when i talk a little bit Absolutely. about what sets earth eagle apart from other places yeah i mean we've um, always experimented and played a lot played a lot with a lot of different beer styles um we didn't want to be trapped into just brewing you know two or three beer styles flagship beers as they call them right and we have them but we um also wanted to keep the homebrew spirit alive by making whatever came to our minds. So we played a lot with ancient um, recipe styles, which are just basically beers made with herbs in place of the hops. Uh, 
there might be a little bit of hops in some of those beers, or they could be completely hopless. But the herbs take place of those hops in the in the flavoring and um, bittering of the beer. That's called a Groot, right? It is called a Groot. So I oh, oh, is Groot. It, okay, so I've gone back and we forth the last couple years. Like debates. if you're if you're a real Scot and you want to go, <laughs> it's a Groot. <laughs> oh, it's a Groot. Oh, excellent. Go to I'm, sure, for that. I'm sure I'll get yelled at for that. One. <laughs> 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 You've made some pretty interesting stuff over the years. Is there one that you think was either the uh, the coolest thing, you, the, your favorite thing you've made, or the strangest thing you've uh, encountered or drank? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the strangest <laughs> thing we've ever done is some meat beers mm-hmm. uh, using... Uh, did an elk last winter, right? <laughs> we yeah. did, well, it was a couple of years ago we did the elk, <laughs> okay. um, and we did a moose once, and then... Uh, but it all started off of a uh, off of pork, uh, pork huh. couchon. We started with some uh, some pig's heads. We were feeding a local farmer our spent grains, and he came into us and was like, "Hey, we just slaughtered the pigs. Do you guys want the heads? I heard you talking <laughs> about that beer you were talking, you know, <laughs> thinking of making." And we were like, "Okay, so so we smoked them, and then we um, cooked them down, rendered them down, and cooked them all, and made a broth out of it, and added oh, wow. that broth back to the, uh, this rich chocolatey porter, Oof. and it was absolutely delicious. It was like bacon, you know." Oh my god! Yeah, just an absolute pork dinner without mashed potatoes. That's too awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess next all time it's all you needed was the mashed potatoes and gravy. Would have completed it all. The molecular infusion. Do right. yeah, exactly. you like me to crack your spear? Yeah. <laughs> or like so you I would know. say that's some of the weirdest beers we've ever made. Were some of those? We also did a, a chicken ale. Or, uh, Ooh, ooh I missed that one. Yeah, uh, where we aged or cooked the chickens and then soaked them in sherry with a bunch of different spices and mace and. And then added that all back to the beer. It oh. tasted like a wine. It was absolutely Holy amazing. Holy moly! I was not here for that. Yeah, one. It was really I good. I don't know how it, it I sounds disgusting, but it was <laughs> no, no, it was, it was absolutely delicious. The Brit one was really cool yeah. with the spruce the tips. Elkland. The Brit Elk one yeah. that was the Elk head. Oh, that I remember really, that. Really cool. Yes, I loved that one. That was. I very love tasty. when people come in to have a meat beer because they're like so afraid, but they're also there's two different <laughs> there reactions to a meat it? beer. Yeah. It's either like, oh my god, you're so weird, no way, and then there's like this like primal urge. Like when yes. people find out about, they're like, "I, I to need to this. have this. I must pillage village." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, like when we do like extreme beer fest or, and stuff like that, like there's always people that are just like, "Do you have meat beer?" And then if we don't have the meat beer, they're always just like they out of here. They're like, "I only came for this." And I'm like, "Okay, dude." Like, all right, all right. Oh my god. We had, I think it was called Brit Elkland. Was the Brit Elkland? Brit Elkland was the there we go. Elk there we go. Beer with spruce. Yeah, yeah, we had that on the show when whatever when the, what so that was. Good. It was yeah. yeah, yeah I bet that go really well with spooky tales. Yeah. Yeah. Great in the middle of winter and stuff. Drinking animal yeah. spirits and That's great. There's a good fun. And how about the weirdest beer you've ever had? Has it been one that you've made, or is it one uh, from the wild? Hmm. Maybe I'm that's too strange a question. I'm going to go on and talk about Extreme Beer Fest, because that was go a journey yeah, for yeah. me. That's, yeah, it for was it. my first one last year, and it does not like even do it justice when it says Extreme Beer Fest. I how had, many X's are in the name Extreme, it's, though? I think one, but they need to <laughs> one, have like ten more. A few more. <laughs> if you ever want to see what like Jimmy Buffett and Cancun combined <laughs> in a beer festival Holy is, God. that's Extreme <laughs> Beer Fest. And um, so all these breweries like pull out all the stops and there's so many different styles, but there, I had like a Thai peanut beer. Ooh. There was a hot dog beer, which Courtney mm, was really yeah. mad that she didn't do that one first. 
Yeah, I had um, a breakfast sausage beer. Yeah. Oh, wow. my goodness. Chicken and waffles beer. Yeah. Huh. Golly. Was it a chicken beer and a waffles beer and you pour them together? Is that how it works? <laughs> it was like all combined into one. <laughs> and it made me feel like I was in like the like Willy Wonka or something like that. Yeah, right. It was like, you know, those flavors where like the gum where you're chewing a whole meal. And Did I was the just drinking these beer beers. taste like Snodsberry <laughs> beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably the, that's some of the weirdest beer I've ever had. That and probably the... You know the the beard yeast beer from Rogue was I kind was, of an interesting I was not concept. For, I was not beard around for yeast. that beer. Yeah, they, Good they Lord. pulled yeast from the brewer's beard and oh, cultivated it, and then brewed a beer and fermented oh, it with it. Oh man! Why? How much yeast do you have in your beard usually? It's do you think? Just pure yeast now. Yeah, actually, okay. the hair is yeah. gone. It just has grown out. <laughs> and see this the pellicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we understand. Sharon, yeah. you have a Sheridan, at least story. You have a very good story. I got, a, I got a slightly spooky story. All right. I'm just going to preface this by saying I am a huge wimp. Um, oh, that's fine. We are good as well. I, am, <laughs> I do not like scary movies. Like, I'm very impressionable when it comes to, like, freaky things. Um, oh, I understand. And it's kind of always been like that. I think it started when I saw The Ring. Oh, sure. And I was, like, 13 at the time, yeah. and I slept in my mom's room for, like, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, done. I can't even, like, see the cover of it still to this day. I'm still I was, so scared. I was scared until I saw the face, and I was like, no, oh. I'm just fine. It was when, like, the horse <laughs> fell off of the boat and, like, oh, the bathtub all... scene. Like, that was what yeah. got me. It wasn't uh, even the girl. It was all the other stuff. Mm, that stuff was um, gross, too. Yeah, I'm very sensitive, I guess. No, that's fair. Um, but, yeah, when I was in college, so I lived in Portland for, like, seven years, and Which Port- Portland? Portland, Maine. Okay, the real Portland. The real the Portland. Portland, yes. The, the, the only one that matters. Um, and I... Portland's like pretty... Oh, sorry. Oh. Pretty haunted. And, it's um, right it's, Yeah, that's me pretending to be a ghost. <laughs> um, it's pretty haunted and it's burned down like at least twice or something like that. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, and I lived on Deering Street, which was like mm. this little side street off of um, Congress. We lived in this top floor apartment. Um, and it was really, really, really old. Like horsehair plaster... Wow. All kinds of stuff. When I was living with my boyfriend at the time, and he had had a friend that had OD'd like Oof. when they were in high school. Yeah, and he, they were really t- like really close. He had a tattoo for him, mm. and had like a coffin that he had built that was kind of like an altar, and Whoa. he had never closed the co- coffin. Like it was like opened and hinged, and yeah. it had like his picture and all these like trinkets of his in there. In the apartment. In the apartment. That's intense. And so we were sleeping like obviously we slept together in the same room every night and um obviously obviously <laughs> yeah i'm not christian <laughs> um but let me just say i'm very sorry for your soul no oh, it's cool i'm a redhead so i took yours <laughs> <laughs> um, Good one. so yeah and it so it started to like kind of after six months of living there um i would start to feel like somebody laying on top of me at night oh and and like also kind of sleep paralysis, but I was yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very, very much awake and like could still move my body, but I couldn't without weight. feeling like the energy on wow. me and feeling chills and feeling mm. like very, very anxious. Was that a particular time of night or was it just it w- like, um, I don't really know. I always mm. like wake up around 3am sure. naturally, but, um, mm-hmm. I don't remember the hours, but I would kind of wake up and like shake my boyfriend and be like hey like i'm feeling weird something's happening and he never believed me (laughs) and then you know we had two cats but so like sometimes he'd like blame it on the cats or whatever Mm -hmm. and i had this like old clown theater mask that had 
uh, bells on them, and it was like hung up in the wall. So just to say, that's that's creepy alone. There's a couple things now. Yeah, the boyfriend's got a coffin that is open all the time. Yeah, and you have you have a creepy clown clown mask. Where's Kita? I need Kita to get back here. Her house is weirder than mine. Okay, come on. Yeah, so. Um, the mask was like high enough up where the cats couldn't get to it, but then there was like a couple of nights, like consistently for about a week, where the bells would jingle. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I would just would keep waking him up and being like, hey, 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 like, the bells some, something's happening. Right, like, right. I'm feeling like somebody's laying on top of me. Somebody does not like, and the energy from that feeling was like, get out. Like, yeah, he obviously did not like me. He did not want me with Damn. his friend. Like, it Someone was just angrily planking on top of you. Yeah, <laughs> angry planks. Um, Studies have shown the plank is actually the most violent <laughs> posture a person could assume. <laughs> Two-year-olds got it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two-year-olds know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, broke. like you know, it was just like full of like not being believed, and then like getting more and more paranoid because I was like, "Am I losing my mind?" And this happened over like a span of like two or three months. Right. And finally, like the last straw that finally got like him to believe me was we had this also this huge like chalkboard wall and That's cool. we didn't like have a lot of friends coming in and out of our apartment we were kind of hermits it was a really small apartment we were all in school so the chalk designs were just I forgot for about guys. the big circle that, like, like the gateway that you drew <laughs> yeah. on the, exactly. you know, the, the big stargate yeah <laughs> all the symbols yeah <laughs> the blood that was yeah. spread across <laughs> yeah that didn't matter that, was, that had nothing yeah. to do with it um so yeah we like typically had like our sh- grocery list up there and all yeah. stuff and like you know the chalk was like low on the ground so I knew it was on the board. We hadn't had anybody over. I wake up the next morning and there's scribbles like written all Ooh, over the board. Mm. And it was just like. Were they at cat height or higher? No, they were. They, they were <laughs> okay. definitely like, they were like my neck height. They were definitely not cat height. I see. Yeah. And Spooky. my cat shrimp yeah. is not creative. She's just. Oh, not, it's a great her. name. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So woke up, basically felt my, the insides like drop out of me when I saw that. Because I knew terrifying. it. I was like, that's him. Like it's happening again. And f- finally, like, he started to believe me and wow. would, like, help me. Like, we finally started talking about it and how long it was happening. And it seemed to be around the anniversary of his death. Whoa. Hmm. So we, like, smudged the house. And, like, I was just like, hey, like, I'm not trying to, like, get in your way. I'm not trying to, like, cock block you. I'm not trying to do anything. Like, I'm just I'm just trying to, like, love this person. And it's okay. So we, like, kind of let him go and asked him to leave. Ended up, like, we ended up breaking up a couple months later moved out of that apartment and like still kind of kept in touch like off and on Mm. and a couple of years later he sent me an email and was like hey just so you know i went to a medium and richard came through and uh he was actually like laying on you and bugging you the whole time like i'm really sorry that i didn't believe you and was like yeah so it was like kind of confirmed and yeah. I felt a lot better because I felt so crazy oh. like just being so paralyzed and like that not having anybody believe me. That is wild that a medium would confirm those details. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was just like yes, crazy. The redheaded girl was being planked all night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. It was jingling the bells and planking. <laughs> yeah. So that was my horrifying experience and yeah. maybe that's why that's I don't creepy. watch that is any scary stuff. So. Damn. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other details i could ask about do you remember if the scribbles had any kind of legibility to them were they like uh drawings or letters they were super legible but the weird thing was he was like a graffiti kid so it made like a lot of sense was it a ton of that s everyone drew in middle school (laughs) (laughs) no but i do remember it being like 
very straight for what it was. Yeah, like yeah. it was like a bunch of kind of like triangular like shapes. Okay. Um, and like it definitely seemed like somebody that had had experience like I mark see. making of some extent. It was I don't know. It Damn. was just like the weirdest thing They'd I've probably ever. Probably carve that piece of board out and eBay it for oh, a. Pretty penny. I, I wiped that shit and smudged that house so bad. I was like, I'm out, I'm out. This is, this is way too fair, scary. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's really intense. I think yeah. actually afterwards, too, I remember after my boyfriend and I had split up, he buried the coffin. Okay. So that was also kind of like... Good gesture. I think it was like parts... There was just different uh, points that kind of ended up to like letting this person start to rest and right. like let mm. go of you know my boyfriend that boyfriend at the time and sure um yeah it was definitely like it seemed like that spirit was just super restless and really wanted to hold on to his friend and wow yeah, yeah. it's really weird do you still have the horrifying clown mask i do not no that is gone <laughs> that is very much gone it's actually the clown calling right yes, now just yeah. wants to know what's happening did somebody <laughs> need a joke you got it you sure it says 911 on your phone <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> they call you when the emergency is too much for them to handle. It. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we double um, as a task force here at yes. <laughs> Neighborhood Watch. <laughs> Earth Eagle Brewery and Neighborhood Watch. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. 911 on speed email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool. Thank you very much, here. Yeah. yeah, and as we said, you're in good company. We are easily scared by most things, so. This oh, is absolutely. a weird choice of topic for us. We really like spooky stuff, but we're just so easily frightened by most most things. Yeah. And I would... I So, you've had some experiences in the past that have been kind of loosely part of what we talked about on the show before. Yeah. I have... And my sister had the scariest experiences, as oh my we mentioned God. before. I have had nothing, and I don't know... <laughs> Ghosts, like I, are you part there? Of me, yeah. Part of me wants to experience something to see what it's like, and part of me absolutely does not. What you got to yeah. do is just kill a guy. Well, <laughs> 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 is that. Do you want me to put in the disclaimer now? <laughs> 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 well, it's too funny. No, I'm just playing. I mean, I've had experiences, but nothing that's ever been like that kind of detailed. You know, that's I mean, fair. looking at your sticker over here, I'm like, I've definitely seen UFOs. Mm. That's a story I right there. If you grew like up to talk, in Maryland, um, and so obviously, like a lot of you know. Civil War battles were oh, yeah. fought There's in the area. There's a vibe area. there for sure. I grew up yeah. really close to Antietam and Gettysburg. I do declare. Give them the vipers. <laughs> and I do remember there was a road that everybody was spooked out by uh, called Elmer Elmer Deer Road. And okay. you could go there and like hang out. And I remember being out there one night just hanging out with some friends and, you know, all of a sudden just hearing some like hands on the car what? you know nobody, nobody's there you know there's nobody outside you're just That's like intense. what's nope. going on you know so holy crap but you know and so we never went i never went back there you know I was 16 years old was <laughs> yeah, like, fair enough. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> i'm done <laughs> yeah. um but i've definitely seen some things in the sky that you know have been you know unidentified you mean besides lucy Besi- in the sky yes what besides lucy <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh a, co- a couple times out in western new hampshire um okay. saw some like pretty interesting lights floating in the sky doing maneuvers that aren't your typical type of thing can you walk us through it I'm very um, interesting yeah i never remember like being a UFO camping out on a on a sense. mountain out there near mount Monadnock mm-hmm. uh, off the wapak trail and and just looking off in the distance and seeing this light that was just kind of hovering over some ridges farther out in the distance and just 
sitting there watching it going like, man, that's a really interesting this helicopter, is, like, you know, yeah. like moving to the side and and then back and forth to the side, but then just making sharp moves up and down, like what? faster oh. than anything would possibly move. Like that's that, crazy. That we know of, you know, huh. so holy moly. And then I've seen very similar things out in the desert in like New Mexico and sure. Arizona. Uh, and, and of course, a lot of these things happen a lot around air force bases. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of convinced that Maybe they're some... you know, government conspiracy more than they are. Like, <laughs> sure. You know, aliens coming to it visit, could be but just some sort of tech <laughs> drone yeah. kind of thing. Or... Hard, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That's the fun thing. People always say, Oh, I don't believe in UFOs. Like, well, now if you see something flying and you don't know what it is, it's a UFO. Correct. It's just yeah. always the case. It and is objectively. It's very, <laughs> very unidentifiable unidentifiable hmm. yes. unidentifiable flying sounding stuff yes indeed <laughs> that was not a collection of words i should have tried to put together to oh that's, that's fair um but yeah that's intense i've not actually seen a ufo but as jake mentioned i did have some spooky times at a house i grew up in um but i guess we've already talked about it on the show another time long story short sort of unexplainable sounds and things mm-hmm. like this that were later corroborated by my mom, which was really weird because some of these details were things that like, you know, sounded like they were so far in the distance to my hearing and things like that. And her hearing at the time was not great. It's just, it just is what happens. Um, but she would corroborate it later on and, uh, it was very creepy. It turns out the original owner of the house did die in the home. So Mm. who knows? But, and there was a, uh, we, so actually as thinking about the timing of when this is coming out on the 10th, and uh, the episode, so I finally got to go to his house for the first time. It's down in um, uh, the Hill McKnight neighborhood. Yes, in, indeed. Uh, Western Mass. I finally got to see it for myself for the first time. There was a note you guys found inside of the wall of the house. Indeed. The previous owners, actually, uh, they would remodel homes. So this is an old Victorian home built in 1872. And um, in, I think, knocking down like a partition wall, they found a postcard from... Uh, the, pretty much the date the house was built or that same period addressed to the wife of the owner if you guys want to check it out cool from 1880 funnily enough when we were there it was, it was dated on September 7th 1880 we were there reading it on September 7th no that was but it says cool. something to the effect of tell me where you have put my mother you have until the first of yeah. October to tell me where you put my mother. There if you, you do not comply with my demands or something like that, you will be sorry. You'll be, think, you'll regret it. You'll regret it. A word of the wise is sufficient. Wise is sufficient. Yeah. Where did you put my mother? Yours truly. Yours truly. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just kidding. I love you. Yeah. Like, modern day. Yeah. See you <laughs> for all lunch. The yeah. All the eyes are dotted with hearts. Yeah. So. yeah exactly. As is tradition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was clearly folded into one of those sort of flowers the kids would do back then. <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, but yeah, very creepy. So anyway, reading that when I was 11 was uh, Spooktown. Mm-hmm. Faux show. No do you ever, like, because I, I remember being a little kid and my family like kind of lives in like the uh, Winnipesaukee area of New Hampshire. And I remember one day we got this like aliens book about like aliens in the white mountains in particular Ooh. and like i was reading some of these about like abductions in the white mountains and like mm-hmm. all this stuff and i was just like i'm out of here like this is <laughs> too real i'm too close to this well, like there's that Mom, famous Dad, couple bye. from exeter that, that got was, abducted yeah. well, right that's what i was just about to say yeah. too, it's making me think yeah. of the exeter connection yeah. the very first reported abduction story in Absolutely. the entire world actually right really? we're here in new hampshire yeah. Yeah. from exeter from exeter yeah. and that's why like i was wondering like have you guys like got 
gotten got abducted? any creepy stories oh. or abducted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if not, we can arrange that like later <laughs> yes. here. I think that's part yeah. of our package. Yeah. Um, my, my cook's double is abductees. <laughs> yeah. Abductors, I should say. Most of us are abductors. But like, yeah, exactly. when you go up to the, like, have you done any or heard any like creepy alien stories from the White Mountains or like? No, not yet. Not yet. No. Um, I mean, I as close as I've come to anything like that was just very vivid dreams I had as a kid, Oof. which, again, they were dreams. <laughs> but it's the kind of vivid memory that over time you can easily sort of go like, oh, did I actually experience that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But um, where I wake, would awake in my room in like the middle of the night and there's light pouring in through like Venetian blinds and things. And I can see if I peer out uh, the kind of classic little gray guys all kind of peering in and like bonking on the window. I run into my parents' room down the hall and I'm like six or seven at the time and they're like fast asleep. They won't wake up no matter how much I shake them. Again, dream. (laughs) I I hope. And uh, (laughs) more light coming in through their windows. I just freak out and then I'm waking up the next day. So... All right. Basically, I was abducted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds that way. I mean, you might be an alien. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do have a strange... Very intricate geometric scar (laughs) on the back of your neck. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, Stranger Things is real. I'm out of here. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is scary. Yeah. I'm already freaked. Already freaked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I've had, like... I've definitely had... I had like this one dream that I still don't know to this day if it was like real or a dream or anything like that. And it was sure. like this really elaborate, really like visceral experience. And I just like remember waking up f- from a nap, like in my dream and coming downstairs and like, cause I used to live with my aunt and uncle and my cousins and mm. they were like watching a movie and it was like this whole candle lit barn, like the floor, everything was covered in candles and this mother was tucking their daughter in to bed kissing him goodnight and she knocks a candle and the whole barn goes up Whoa. in flames and then you just see like their two spirits like shoot up into the sky and they're like purple and blue and i like don't huh. know if that's a movie so if somebody knows if that's a movie please oh. tell me because i like <laughs> it's always like in my brain and i'm like i don't know if this was like oh, i made this up it's <laughs> constantly every time you blink or close your eyes just there every time i light a candle i'm like you could go up like a spirit you can go now yeah <laughs> <laughs> like see you later bye exactly. yeah i don't know oh my god interesting we'll look into that we'll reach out purple listeners if you blue. have any idea what the hell that is uh please write in yeah let us know. please come to earth eagle and tell me I'm not crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what if you? What if the? What is it? Mother and daughter just came in one day. They're like, it's not. They're like, it's hey, not fake. I am the former mother from the barn. Yeah, I'm uh, the former mother. Yeah. And I'll be like, drinks on the house. Drinks on the house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That'd be intense. Oh my god. Um, well, very cool. Well, yeah. Let me see if we have anybody else here that has some stories to share. Uh, yeah, we're all I into it. Get the kitchen. Do you guys want to plug anything? Yeah, any anything. Uh, Re Earth Eagle or your yourself? own, if you got side hustles or what have you. Yeah, I mean, we have some some uh, October beers coming out for Halloween. Um, cool. Ooh, yeah. We have our Perfect. Puka, our curry pumpkin porter that we do every year. Ooh, it's my yes. favorite uh, beer. So dares to be different than all the other pumpkin ales that are on the market. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Instead of doing the traditional pumpkin pie spices, um, we go with a, a ton of curry powder, coconut, and mm, mm, uh, mm. Thai chilies. Hell yeah. It's really quite nice. And then our imperial milk stout called Mummy Milk. I love Ooh, that one so yes. much. Yeah. So uh, Halloween's coming. And, uh, Can't wait. And some really good beers to go. Yeah, we typically do like a really fun beer release, and it's around the same time as the Halloween parade. So people kind of stop in before the parade. And those yeah. beers are my all-time And if you're favorite. in town this weekend, we have our annual, sixth annual Sausage Fest. Yeah, it's September 15th. 
Good time, September fifteenth. Oh, yeah. That will be That'll be in the past. past. In the yeah. past, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, when you're listening to this, we're well, uh, you're next thinking year. about how great yeah, it September, was. September, yeah, mark your calendars. <laughs> September twenty twenty. But we <laughs> always do something kind of weird. Like we try to do some sort of like solstice or equinox. Yeah, we're like. Yeah, I would say we're very spiritual people yeah. here. Yeah, uh, I can dig it. We all have yeah. different modalities that we are interested in. Excellent. So, yeah. We have a pretty strong uh, international audience so far. Is there ways for folks listening in like the UK or the in Australia or other places that they can maybe get their hands on some Earth Eagle? Short no shipping of shipping at all? No. Flying yeah, unfortunately, I don't States. think there is. Okay, um, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are kind of have to. You kind of have to visit us here in Portsmouth, mm. New Hampshire. So. Another reason to buy that plane ticket That's you right. guys have been looking at. That's right. And we do yeah. love tourists. We love to have people yeah. come in from everywhere. And it's a short flight from England to Boston. Yeah, no, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> Smooth. Well, very cool. <laughs> Shorter really? than an abduction. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shorter, than, hopefully, than the Venetian blinds, <laughs> <laughs> blinding lights. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We can pause awesome. for now and see yeah. everyone's around. But in the meantime, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you, you so thank much. You. Well, we may have another guest on the way, but in the meantime... We do have these uh, misfortune cookies. Given to us by another employee here, Kita. Thank you very much. Um, Or maybe, what have you done to us? Because the only thing I can see on the cover here is a very frightening little ghoul. (laughs) And a slogan saying that it bites back. You have a ghoul? I have a cat of mine. Oh, well, your cat's kind of cute, actually. Yeah. But apparently the cat will also bite back. Um, but I guess we can open these. Yeah, do you want to... Uh, I'll hold your mic while you open your <laughs> yeah. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Get all that good, good SFX. That's the sound of it being opened. Oh, my God. Oh. Ooh, it's very... Oh, it's already broken, and it is black. Ow! <laughs> Shall I... Uh, Should I do mine, and then you can do yours? Uh, yeah, go ahead. My fortune was, my cookie was already broken. On one side is just a bunch of skulls with a hashed pattern. Ooh. On the other, also the, the, the token, the fortune, the paper, the fortune is written on paper that is all black. That's what I'm trying to there say. There you go. Your voice works faster than a sleeping pill. <laughs> well. There you go, Wyatt. Feels like a deep, review. Deep bass Of tones. the show. <laughs> and I will now taste the cookie. <laughs> God. You see why usually we sample drinks on this show and not foods. Oh, no. It is gross. <laughs> I guess I should open mine now. People are going to be straight coming listening to this. <laughs> Some... Really specific as- ASMR. <laughs> oh, I have a specific thing too here. I have my cookie is not broken. I can crack that on the mic too. Ooh. That's the good stuff right there. It sure is. Yeah, what's your fortune says? Oh my, uh, sorry, misfortune says <laughs> things can only get better, but they won't. Ah, uh. that feels pretty real. <laughs> and I'll try the cookie here. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that you use sound to partially digest the foods you eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's some misfortunate cookie. Oh, yes. Oop, I keep unplugging my <laughs> headphones. It's a constant problem on the show. Yes. In the sense that it tastes just like a normal fortune cookie, it's pretty gross. <laughs> I actually ate more of mine and have amended my gross to not that great. Which is an upgrade. No, it's just it just a normal fortune cookie that happens to be black. 
And uh, no, thank you so much, Kita, for no, those. That was really very fun. fun. Thank you very much. The show. And thanks to everyone at Earth Eagle for making this whole experience happen. Yeah, this Such has been awesome. Um, okay. So, so who, what's your name? Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. My name is Evelyn. Evelyn, I, welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks. I work here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was 18, I worked at a homeless shelter Okay. in Plymouth, New Hampshire. Good for you. That's really oh, awesome. Thanks. A lot of the residents that lived there, I was there for like three years. So throughout the time, residents all had these like ghost stories. Sure. But they're all different times. And it was like all the little boys would see this boy in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And really? all the ones on the first floor would... It was like a scary ghost kind of experience for him. As opposed to a really fun ghost experience. Yeah. I've only yeah. had fun ghost experiences sure there's myself. there's fun ones so. out there. <laughs> yeah. I know. Party ghosts. Party Putting ghosts. peanut butter on the counter or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be you as yeah. a ghost. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I was staying over one night because I worked overnights. And I had a staff room. I'd lock the door just because there was some unsavory people there. Yeah, fair. And in the middle of the night, someone's banging on my bedroom door. So I wake up, I'm like, all right, trying to get myself together, put on slippers. And the second I get open to the door and put my hand on the handle, it stops. And I get this, like, like I felt not savory. (laughs) Yeah, you get get that feeling. And then I was like, because I would be the person to die in a horror movie. I was like, okay, (laughs) what is this? Were you wearing a red shirt at the time? (laughs) (laughs) So I open the door and I can hear and I can feel steps going away from me but i can't see anything but i can like feel it and because i am again that dumb bitch i follow them hey now into into the sorry (laughs) this is a fucking family podcast this is for (laughs) little (laughs) shitty kids okay (laughs) so i follow them to the living room where the um rocking chair is just rocking nope yeah classic (laughs) at that point i was like i'm gonna go back to bed and I did. I like went back, locked the door, went back to bed. Probably good move. And then the next morning, we had this like huge handover meeting, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this place is super haunted. We just wait for you guys to find out on your own." What? No. I was like, what? Yeah. Who? The, who's <laughs> saying this? I don't know. The director. She oh was my crazy. god. But this one guy actually spent one night there, and the next morning he was like, "I am not coming back. Like it was on my chest that all night. Is I couldn't so move, spooky. and I know it's not okay." And he wow. left. He quit after one night. That's. <laughs> Was your director dressed all in black? Very no. pale complexion, crazy hair. <laughs> no, she had a Volkswagen bus tattooed on her chest. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like you do. <laughs> she was weird. No spirit would ever lay there because yeah. she's like, I'm not kidding. I'm not a hippie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's far too chill over here. <laughs> yeah, but that's damn. That's terrifying. That's what, do you know the history of the building itself? Anything um, there? I don't know. It's a super old building by the railroad tracks in Plymouth, New Hampshire. It is Ooh. no longer there. It's more than enough. Yeah. But yeah, it's <laughs> this really old building and Wow. It was it definitely felt You could feel something yeah. there. Yeah. And then yeah, all the kid like all the little boys would be like, I saw the boy in the kitchen again. Are there other parts to the that story? Would they just see this kid there? What oh do you yeah, do it was just things? these you know, and they were all like in between like six and like three years old. Just yeah. Periodically, right. kids would be like, "I saw the kid in the kitchen," and the mom would be like, "What?" Whoa! <laughs> yeah. So. Spooky. Did any other yeah. residents like notice like spirits too? Like the ones on the first floor, this woman would would never like leave her door open at night, mm. just because she was like, "I don't." She like 
had problems with it. Sure. Yeah. So she was always just it's like good that spirits still respect door rules at the very least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like an old-fashioned vampire. Yeah. Privacy spirits. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That's super scary. Very. That's cool. Yeah. I was super, like, I was definitely a scully before then, and I think I'm a molder now. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's yeah, a good change. Then, yeah. I was just like, no, I don't believe in any of it. Yeah. Nope, nope. And then this happened, and fully believe all of it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I hear that. Wow. In, in the potential defense of the director, I suppose if you told everyone, hey, this place is really haunted <laughs> yeah. you, like, when you first show up, then it's going to make it even scarier yeah. before you go yeah, in. Yeah, take this really thankless job in a haunted house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would probably got me anyway. Yeah, they probably, yeah. yeah, the people that would flock to that job would probably not be the people that you But yeah, right, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is where the occult lives now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, building's gone. Wow. It's a rotary now. Bet you the spirits uh. remain. That's yeah. one thing New Hampshire needed more of was rotaries. Yeah, rotaries. especially Indeed. up there. Yeah, of right. yeah, traffic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Just fucking up the one person's drive to work and back. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pass through the spirit yeah. house every time <laughs> spirit now. House. Spirit gate. Exactly. Right. That's cool. Well, my shift is starting. Hey, yeah, get to work. Thank you so, so much for sharing. Thank, you. So much. thank you. It was fun. Do you have I've any, never um, used a microphone before. Do you have any plugs for your own such and such or what have you? Anything side hustles or otherwise that you want to get out to the world? Um, If anyone would like to donate money to a great cause, the yeah. Monarch School of New England is a special ed school in Rochester, and we would love the funds. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That's all I got. Cool. Monarch yeah. School of New England. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Want a sticker? Oh, sure. So we, of course, brought our Pander device or whatever, the NCAA calculating machine with the Pander function yes. along with us to Earth Eagle today. I don't think they saw us bring it in because it is rather small, even though it puts off a lot of heat. But I think before we continue with our interviews, we should do a little pandering. Yeah. Thank our patrons for their support on Patreon and determine which cryptids they should personally be watchful for. Um, you want to go first there, Shai? I, I will, indeed. Yeah, let me uh, just boot this thing up. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh it turned right on. <laughs> Excellent. All right, now we can plug these cables into our brains. Yep. Oof. Goes right in now. It did, yeah. I guess that uh, the hole in our skull has gotten really just kind of... Uh, it's weird. I was receptive to it. Poking around back there the other day, have you noticed that your brain is getting calloused? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing just from use, like, just like any kind of exercising and stuff. It just gets used to it, and uh, mm -hmm. it's great. So, so would you like to go first? Yes, I I will go first. All right. Hmm. My eyes feel a little bit itchy today. Brian from Newport News, Virginia. Be on the lookout for the Igamusha. Hmm. Humanoid man-eating creatures in Africa with razor-sharp teeth that can easily slice through flesh. They have eyes that are located on either sides of their soles, instep, or sometimes even on the backs of their heels. Oh, shit. Hope you're very good at running, Brian, as getting away from these creatures is easy if you can outrun them. Hmm. Upsettingly, because they have eyes on their feet, they have to stop and do a handstand every once in a while to see what they are chasing <laughs> or which direction they are going in. So, avoid parkour. And thank you very much for your support. Thank you so much. Ah! Oh? And Agamuka stands more than nine feet tall and weighs about 550 pounds. Oh, my God. Why did that come in late? I don't know. It's interesting. Hard to really know the ways of the uh, NCAAA machine. Yeah. I... Anyway, 
Uh, do you want to do your turn now? Sure, yeah. Uh, let me just focus in on Elizabeth P. Yeah, you know me. Beware. <laughs> Beware. Lest you cross paths with the jellyfish anomaly of Petrosovotsk. The jowl you're the talking one. about? It was described in the newspaper Pravda accordingly. Quote, an intensely radiant star, which looked like a shining jellyfish, stood above Petrosovotsk. It moved slowly towards Petrosovotsk, throwing rays of light on the city. There were thousands of beams, and it looked like heavy rain or tentacles. A little later, the beaming came to an end. The source of light changed its brightness and moved towards Onosko Lake. On the horizon were gray clouds, and when the object went into these, a number of semicircles and circles of pink light appeared. The manifestation lasted 10 to 12 minutes. Wow. So this is for sure a creature and <laughs> not something else. Uh, it apparently was real big and made a horrible howling sound and scared Ugh. a bunch of people. Like your average jellyfish. Oh, typical jellyfish yeah. stuff right there. You should be safe so long as you don't go anywhere near September 20th, 1977 in Petrosovsk, Russia. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us thank on Patreon, very much. Elizabeth. And uh, thank you all for considering it in the future. It's a good time. Um, You'll be helping the show very much. And uh, at any level of support, your name will be entered into the drawing for... Uh, a heads up on what cryptid to avoid. Yes, indeed. So let's uh, let's un- let's unplug ourselves, decouple mm-hmm. from these these horrible tendrils. <laughs> uh, let's let's unplug. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. Shall we get back into some more beer talk with let's, our friends? Let's dive right back in. Cool. Welcome back, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming in. Oh man! Hopefully, we got enough stories for you today. Pleasure. No, it's this has been awesome. For sure. Would you uh, care to share more on beerness? On, beer, on the beerness. beerness? Yes. I mean, I'm happy to answer any kind of questions you might have as far as beer is concerned. Is it much harder to make a gruit than say a quote unquote typical beer with your hops, no, barley, uh, and what have you? It really is the same exact process okay. to make a gruit as it is to make an IPA. Um, hmm. It's you're still mashing the grain as normal, like where you're making the oatmeal and breaking down all those sugars for the yeast to eat later. And then you send it all to the boil kettle and it's just in place of the hop additions in the boil, you're just adding the different herbs in place of it. So mm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And wow. so every beer that we make goes through the same exact process. Right. Very cool. Just different ingredients to make different flavors. What is your opinion on the grand can versus bottle debate? Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, I mean, we fought going into cans for so long. Um, for a while, there was like, you know, the big concern was BPAs, BPAs and plastic right. inside the cans and da-da-da-da. And, you know, but the, the people spoke. Which, of course, spoke, stands for you know, beer pretty acidic. Yes. <laughs> the people spoke, and it was obvious that that's what Should've people applied. wanted. You know, bottles just don't sell nearly right. as well as cans do. And if you want to be relevant in the market, you kind of have to jump on the train. True. It's funny, I've been so used to bottles and really liking bottles and stuff, and then seeing cans coming out, I was like, oh, I don't care about cans. And suddenly, every single brewery was just doing cans, and that was just the way of it. But then, suddenly, we had the option of getting cans from places around the Seacoast and stuff when I used to get growlers. Like, actually, this is more convenient. So it's I've, far I've more been, convenient, really. Yeah. You know? And I, I have, find like, that, eight, too. eight growlers I need to, like, give back to the various breweries right. around here that I have. Yeah, and especially in New Hampshire, where you had to have a brewery, a uh, a 
logoed growler from the brewery yes, to put indeed. the beer in or you couldn't fill it you know? right. so it was really tough to convince people to buy another growler that they <laughs> to add to their 30 collection you know? i think you i know, have so two earth eagle three throwback and two uh north country or something like that right, right now it's taking yep. up some space yeah but. for sure <laughs> we have you know, the can's a lot more convenient package you know instead of having True. to drink 64 ounces when you open a growler <laughs> you can open a 16 ounce can and save the other three you know right so, so true <laughs> plus i gotta say it has improved my frequency and ease of shotgunning all the beers that i drink yes <laughs> because yes. of the bottles i went to the doctor probably one or two times a month yeah, you can't stab <laughs> out of a bottle with a pen the same way you kind of can no so. indeed and it shat the shattering is really what yeah, happened yeah, but yes. i can't back down by that point i have to chug <laughs> from, the, from the bottom um no i only do that with beers i want to savor of course um <laughs> funny but uh yeah we similarly we have a uh earth eagle growler and a very old i well, they're both old growlers because we've been using them for years now but we've got the old throwback growler that's sort of like the rounded oh, yeah, sure. bottle the genie bottle yes exactly. exactly and i brought it in thinking like ah, here's a throwback to the a throwback of its own if you will and they were just like what do you want <laughs> i was like damn it guys come on <laughs> give me some loyalty cred here <laughs> no but they don't care and I hate them. And I threw it away. <laughs> I shattered it on the way home. Didn't even drink the beer. No, of course, I'm kidding again. Uh, if someone's trying to get into someone's hearing about a it for the first time now and thinking, oh, I want to try that. Do you have any kind of particular herbs you think are a really good kind of starting place that you think are good flavors to mm. try? Yeah, I think the easiest um, herbs, I mean, I, our most basic Gruet is juniper and heather. Mm. Um, mm. in a Scottish base, so it's kind of malty, but you get the spice from the juniper berries, and the heather is a nice soft uh, floral note. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, and they're readily available, easy to get, you know, so. Nice. That's cool. I would say that's probably the some of the easier ones to work. I'm not a big fan of lavender and sure. some of the other culinary like herbs, like rosemary or oregano. Yeah. I mean, I've had pizza beers that Whoa. are just... Yeah, just pizza, just not my thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember hearing a story when I toured Magic Hat years ago. I went to college in Vermont, and some folks just shouldn't have kids. Am I right? right. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, this is extreme beer fest again. <laughs> like pizza, like pepperoni pizza beer. Oh boy! Like, <laughs> and and it tastes like a pizza, but it's just it's wow. weird. It's just not my thing. Yeah, at the tour of Magic Hat, they're talking about the founder had loved having pizza with beer, loved putting garlic on his pizza. I thought. I should put garlic in the beer. Hmm. And he brewed it with garlic, and then when they were bottling, because they still bottle, just before they would put the caps on, they'd drop a whole clove of garlic in the bottle, too, and close it off. And it was, I think, called Night of the Living Ale. Huh. And it um, ended up being, they shipped it off to all the different local breweries that would sell it and stuff, and um, Argus shops that would sell the bottles. They could bottles. have done Night of the Living Bread, comma, garlic. It, that would have made more sense. But <laughs> within days, people were shipping it all back, saying, what the hell is this shit you sent us? What is this? Yeah. And so they, no what one wanted to sell it. And then they just had them, and they were—they weren't just normal-sized bottles. They were very large bottles of this. That's the only kind they sold for some reason, oh boy. because they could fit the—I don't, I don't, the know, I don't know or something. The reason for that was because the next was the same size, <laughs> and it became a challenge for employees. If you could down a whole bottle all at once, you could have the rest of the day off. The catch being, the <laughs> catch twenty-two. If you if you could actually finish the whole bottle, you needed the rest of the day off. Right? <laughs> do you remember what the uh, percentage was on it? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, but I was really curious. Concept, I do like <laughs> garlic, and I think it's a, conceptually it sounds like a good it idea, but good. in execution, I guess it did not work. Right. I was approached actually this weekend by a farmer who makes black garlic. 
Ooh. which is fermented garlic, if yeah. you're unfamiliar yeah, so it's a little, with it. It's like smokier and lighter, Yeah, right? it's almost like uh, has kind of like a balsamic kind of mm. characteristic oh. to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sweet and savory. and That's cool. And there's an Irish brewery making a black garlic like wow. porter or stout. Wow. So I can see those. It, might, it might be it might be something I might attempt trying. To yeah, do. yeah, no, totally. I can't imagine the price point's going to be nice <laughs> on that. <laughs> black garlic's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, like ingredient store, get Andy. it for... Ten bucks for a head. Yeah. I mean, sorry, guys. This is a hundred dollar uh, pour. Right. <laughs> Black garlic. My goodness. But yeah, I would say don't be afraid to try and make a gruit. I mean, really. Um, usually, I don't add the herbs particularly to the boil so much as I'll sure. steep them. Okay. More like a, the whirlpool set, uh, time of the brew <laughs> brewing process. Sure. To kind of get more of like a tea uh, flavor rather than like certain herbs. You need to boil. Um, you need you need to boil elderberries, for instance, before you can consume them. Mm-hmm. Um, but stuff like that, obviously. But uh, we usually make things like that on the side and add it back to a beer later. Right. But typically, I'll add most of the herbs in the whirlpool edition, just late, kind of steeping like a tea, versus actually in the boil so to cool. denature cool. some of the the herb itself. Yeah. Right. What's been the most challenging ingredient that you've tried making beer out of aside so from far. heads of wormwood yeah aside from heads wormwood it's wormwood. definitely the, the wormwood and whorehound are mm. two incredibly intense flavors mm. i see and it takes very little to um <laughs> dabble go over the, over the <laughs> threshold <see>. of bitter <laughs> we, oh, we attempted to make a couple of absinthe beers in the past Ooh. that were wormwood star fennel uh star anise and right. fennel and and yes, they're intense, <laughs> intense beers that took a long time to actually make them, um, you know, to sell through the yeah. the batch for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge licorice fan, so I can see that being a little hard to get through. And yeah. I do yeah, like you gotta, licorice. You got to like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But again, I think the wormwood and, you know, it, it slight, you slightly overhand that and it just dominates the flavor and it's I just see. so bitter and... It's almost like it'd be better to have a splash of it in your in your old fashioned than almost to actually just, drink a, a pint of it. <laughs> You've made some bitters or something, yeah. Yeah. What got you into it in the first place? If you don't uh, mind home brewing is what you yeah. know. Friends that was brewing some beer in the early nineties was like, "Hey, what are you doing today?" And I was like, "I don't know." He's like, "Well, I'm making some <laughs> beer tonight." And I was like, "You can do that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's cool." <laughs> and I think I was like twenty four, maybe, and I was like. Holy shit! You can make beer at home. That's awesome. So, so I went over and I just remember being repulsed by the smell of the wort, being like, "Oh, this is gross!" Right? Holy crap! And 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 in back then it was just like a can of extract and some yeast taped to the bottom of it. Oh my god! And you right. added more water, and it was already pre-hopped and all that, and like mm. sort of like just, a DIY. Yeah, it was kit just that that's it. You just put it on your stovetop, boiled it, and and then fermented it. You know? Sure. And so that was the initial, like, got what got me into brewing beer and just kind of hanging out with him here and there. And that's cool. And then over time, it just became like, you know, I didn't brew for years. And then I met my brother in law, my current brother in law, and he was getting ready to start brewing or was talking about it. I was like, mm. oh, I haven't done that in years. It'd be awesome. And right. And so, you know, we kind of connected around craft beer, and that's kind of what got us driving on making beer. And so we started home brewing, and I had a background in um, welding and pipe fitting and oh, plumbing. Perfect. That's so cool. I quickly, after a couple of extract batches, I built us a an all grain homebrew system out of some huh. old kegs, and that's so rad. Piped it up with the pumps and all that, and so we had a little tiny ten gallon like 
commercial brew system. And, wow. Nice. And we just started like going to the races after that and making beer. Make every weekend we were getting together and we were brewing more beer and that is so giving cool. beer out to everybody we could find. Like here, you know, we try can't this, drink all of this. Here, yeah. try this, you know. And and, the, and it was really his like he was the one that was really inspired by brewing with herbs, whereas sure. I was more interested in really trying to hit styles to note like can i make a czech pills can i make an idea right. can i make a belgian saison can i get it to taste like it should can it well, will that's it, awesome will that's it be like as good as like a, right a duval yeah. or something yeah. you know, like to really try and make a solid product and, totally you know i had uh studied herbs in the past but it was never something i had thought about using in beer sure sure um so it was really kind of his idea that kind of sparked that and and luckily, that was something that set us apart from everybody else. So, totally. You know, Butch has moved on. I um, bought him out last year, um, but we're still making those beers, and it's completely inspired by him. So. That's so awesome. Nice. Yeah. What um, was the name when you guys decided to go, I, I don't know what you'd say, Earth commercial Eagle. or, yeah, yeah main, main line with it? Yeah, it that a was kind of a weird, like, just one of those weird things, you know, like we mentioned earlier. Oh, I totally um, get it. A yeah. lot of spiritual <laughs> backgrounds. Sure. And, um, so I had pipe fitting and welding, and that was like my early 20s into 30. And then sure. I went to massage school to find myself after I was living right in the woods in small cabins with no electricity in, in western <laughs> New Hampshire. And we went on my yoga adventures and tra- you know, went to massage school and did all that and studied herbs and finding my, my roots. And, right. and I was reading a lot of books on you know Native American culture and folklore. And, right on. And I always believed kind of more what their philosophies of like thinking seven generations ahead, like how is this going to affect my children, their children, totally. their children. And I started reading about how they believed in like the, like everything had a soul, everything had a spirit. When an animal crossed your path, it meant something. There was there was a story or something Some that they was trying to that, yeah. That, yeah. that you should pay attention to, whether it came from the right or from the left, and uh-huh. you know, where yes, all of those yes. things mattered and Very how cool. how those animals approached you. And and I remember uh, reading somewhere that you know that some people had believed that the wild turkey was the eagle of the earth, like mm. it roamed the earth like the tur- like the bald eagle soared the sky Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the wild turkey was the eagle of the earth and Mm -hmm. it represented mother earth and everything that had to offer and and, you know and i believe butch and i were up in portland maine the the real portland (laughs) and uh (laughs) we his car broke down and we were waiting for his wife to come pick us up and she pulls in and she and we're le- we're heading home and she was a turkey. Wasn't she's she? like, hey, you know, I just saw a bunch of turkeys on the way here, and I was like, oh, cool, the Earth Eagle. And they both were like, the what? And I kind of told <laughs> them like, that story. Get the fuck out of here! And Butch, and like, we were already brewing beer, and we were just kind of coming up with, you know, dreaming about, you know, we'll open a brewery someday. And right, he's like, that's right. the name, man. That's it. That's the name uh, of the brewery. And that like, is too cool. Nice. Right. Oh yeah. my god! Because it does. It represents everything we're about. We're trying totally. to use I hear that everything that that we can find whether it's local herbs or um you know just the idea and the spirit behind that that's too cool yeah do you at this point i know um foraging is a big part of your process there's a woman jenna roselle that does all the foraging for us Um, Mm -hmm. she's like i basically buy herbs from her just like i would from any other vendors so sure. she doesn't necessarily work for earth eagle I but see. i see but she that's what she does for a living and gotcha. she sells a lot of local herbs to local restaurants well, it's wonderful for, that you, you know, can support her yeah. as oh and it's amazing and she has yeah. this incredible knowledge of all the things that are growing in new england that's awesome. too cool yeah. oh my goodness 
was always exciting to come in here and see what the next thing is you're putting out, the next new flavor combinations and stuff. It's I'm always, always, it's so dynamic. Yeah. I remember when I was learning about, when I first moved here a few years ago, I, I was still kind of a beer novice. I liked, you know, stouts and porters, and I was like, oh, I don't like IPAs at all, and I was just still trying to find my palate and stuff. And then after a few years of living in New Hampshire, I had no choice but to like IPAs, <laughs> which has been great. I'm yeah. now like, now I'm getting more into learning to really truly enjoy sours. Um, which I, I can drink them and stuff, but it's 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 the next step for broadening my horizons and stuff. <laughs> but this is the only place I've ever seen Gruitz, and it's been really cool to see what those are and stuff. And uh, and as I was learning what those are, I was looking at online at where different places are that offer those. And like the Wikipedia page for the Gruit shows like I think twenty breweries around the world that make them, and like they have one or two they specialize in. You get to Earth Eagle, and they say. Rotating weekly selection. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've always had that. You know, we you will always find a Gruet or two on our tap list. And and I think that that's just kind of, again, embodies what we started as as homebrewers and, you know, playing with things that are a little bit different and outside of the, the, the realm of, you know, it's you're only limited by your imagination, really, when it comes right to on. making beer. You that's know, too so cool. You can make just about anything if you really set your mind to it. And to me, it's all about balance. It's finding the right level of those herbs in the beer because I want the beer to showcase the style of beer to showcase and the herbs to be the the like supporting backbone or the nuance Uh, that you're looking for like in the quiet spirit that you just had um Mm -hmm. you were drinking that was what you were drinking right um it is now a completely empty glass that looks clean it has been consumed so thoroughly I like the inside out Um, but that beer was you know uh shisandra berries are a a Chinese herb Mm. um it's a Considered the five flavor berry again, umami. Mm. Um, it's super antioxidant. It's considered an herb that the Chinese use to quiet the spirit or mm. calm the mind. So, That's cool. Uh, and then with blueberries, I figured you know a main local ingredient with also high in antioxidants. Yeah. You know, and what kind of beer style would lend well to that? And the Belgian saison made the most sense. You know, you get that nice That's little so spice. Cool. Um, and it's kind of like cooking. You know, it's just taking those flavors and trying to figure out what flavors are going to make this taste the best that we can make it taste and you know and sometimes it's a hit sometimes it isn't like i said wormwood was a tough one you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man now, we've cool. definitely had some beers that we were like oh my god that is, <laughs> that is just too much have you taken any of those beers and just gone like let's just see what the public thinks of this anyway we, we have that's we had, cool <laughs> like, i love it <laughs> certainly that wormwood uh that's very wormhole vert, uh was the name uh or yeah verte i guess i don't know like <laughs> how you would pronounce that in french i'm not a french scholar for any means oh, any right. we Ooh. both are but, uh, but yeah i mean that beer we tasted it and we we're like oh this is just awful like <laughs> so so bitter and and then we put it on tap and people are like this is the best beer i've ever had and you're like well oh, there you go okay there yeah. you go. i mean it just goes to show that everybody's palate's so different and, it's true you know you just what might not be something i want to drink doesn't mean it's something that the public or somebody else doesn't want very so. fair Although we, I think we can all agree that pizza beer was the wrong choice. Yeah, it's, I mean, I like pizza, but I like beer. Yeah, exactly. You, think you would think, make, right? You, right. Two great thoughts make sense. Taste great yeah. together. Yeah, right. it's, liquid, it's liquid bread, so you think like, why Precisely. wouldn't it work? But yeah, it's Precisely. just weird. <laughs> they did not put enough cheese yeah. in the mix. Uh, that's the problem. That makes sense. I think that's it. You're missing the cheese factor. <laughs> exactly. You get the tomato and the basil and the oregano, and then yeah. There's no. just something, something missing. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, if you needed any more proof than that, that's 
you got to come if you're anywhere within access to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, yeah. or if you have the means to get here, you're really going to come by favor. and try out uh, Earth, Earth Eagle, Eagle Brewings. And also some pretty fantastic food here, too. So there's no reason not to I was just going to say, yeah, yeah well, how, thanks, how did you ramp up your menu? Because I know it's been good from the start, but I'm sure you came in probably with, well, yeah. we're going to make some beer for the folks, but... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, we too. started as brewers, and all we really wanted to do was make beer. Right. And uh, as as it would happen, New Hampshire's laws just kind of dictated and forced us into... Uh, of course. It, to, in order to do what we wanted to do, we had to start putting food in there. So over time, it just kind of developed on its own. We've had a, a number of really great people in our kitchen that have kind of come up with different ideas, and it's mm. kind of evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, we actually renovated the kitchen, put oh, in a, nice. a hood, and... Um, the actual right equipment to cook back there instead of just a little <laughs> closet with panini presses. And, <laughs> uh, and, you know, and then we, I kind of, all along I wanted, we were the first nano restaurant in the state mm. of New Hampshire. Oh, that's so, so cool. After speaking at the state and helping to change laws so we could sell pints, we were the first ones to actually put a kitchen in. Mm. And so we initially, I just wanted to have hot dogs and a hot dog steamer. And they're like, oh, you can't just do that. You need to have more than just hot dogs. So we were like, okay. So we started doing sandwiches and paninis and chili. And the and we kind of evolved like, in, as I that. Hot dogs. But when we put the new uh, <laughs> kitchen in, I kind of reverted back to it. I was like, we kept our signature sandwiches. We kept our appetizers, our right. nachos. And, and added like 30 hot dogs. And we menu. added 30 hot dogs <laughs> to the menu. And, you know, and it's awesome. We're, you know, oh, it's awesome. Dogs. They are really good hot There's dogs. There's a lot yeah. of different combinations, and it's kind of another totally. piece of, of fun. You know, it's like creating, taking Absolutely. one item and making 30 different, you know, combinations with it. You know, it's the nice. same as beer, you know. Oh, true. Yeah, I like that. Now, oh, the man. bowls are gone. Are those coming back at all ever? We'll probably keep bowls, like, through wintertime, but not so much in the summer. Thing, yeah. It's a seasonal. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, I, we I don't sell get... a lot of jambalaya or curry in the summer. <laughs> So. I was, I think, the one person <laughs> buying jambalaya every, yeah. all summer long, but uh, so I saw it was kind of like, oh, I hope it's yeah. seasonal. They'll most likely be like specials through awesome. the winter. How know? else will I sweat entirely yes. through my shirt today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, it's been it's been a journey for sure. And um, if you are coming to Portsmouth, we're at uh, one seventy five High Street, right downtown. It's uh, we're tucked down a little alleyway, so it's easy to miss us if you're not really looking, but. I think that's kind of the charm of oh, the space. Most oh, most definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to really be looking and want to be here to find it. Exactly. And they have a really gorgeous outdoor space as well in the warm seasons, so that's really dope as well. I love I love when breweries have a nice outdoor seating and indoor, and you can just like, oh, I'll be outside today. Breathing, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's really cool. Yeah, so we'll have the link to the um, the website itself and your social media and stuff all in the in the episode for, Most for this week. And we just cannot thank you enough for letting us come yeah, by and thank you so much. Come here and talk with you. Yeah, it's been thanks a for having us. Yeah, I'm s- super excited. Oh, yeah. our pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow, uh, that was pretty darn cool. I yeah. have to say, thanks so much to the folks at Earth Eagle for sitting down and talking with us today and letting us come here to begin with. Very cool time and uh, super awesome. Yeah, real treat. And uh, I think that'll do it for today. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Next week, we're going to be uh, going a little road trip down to Wyatt's neck of the woods to that have a, ta- a chat right. about some uh, some neat uh, sea monster type yes, things in Italian, if I am not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to brush up on my pizza eating. And with that, goodbye. <laughs> Good. Okay. (laughs) 